The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Spring has sprung. In the cigar city of Tampa, it is incredibly warm. However, in many parts of the country, it has been an odd spring. Rain, chilly temperatures, then extremely warm temperatures, back to chilly temperatures, But we are now at a point in the month of May where we must talk about a subject, an endeavor near and dear to all alpha males' hearts, and that is grilling. Now, you can grill year-round. The true alpha, weather is not a factor. Ten feet of snow, sub-zero temperatures makes no difference. But we're now officially getting into the heart of grilling season, And we will today conduct summer grilling boot camp maneuvers. Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. The Global Alpha and Global Five Star front and center from Command Center Alpha here in Humidor 1A in the Cigar City. As always, we welcome you. And I extend to you my Long Ash greetings and salutations and a snappy salute. Long live the Alpha, make America great again, build that wall, and fire up your grills. Today we will spend most of the two hours talking about grilling maneuvers, the type of grills you need to look for, how to get those grills out of the winter state, get them ready for some fantastic quality dead animal cooking endeavors, and what you can throw on the grill. And to join us to talk about grilling maneuvers, we've got, as always, the colonel in charge, not only of the Western New York Theater of Operations, but in charge of all of my grilling and barbecuing maneuvers. That would be Colonel Ange Puccio joining us from the Pooch Pit, along with Butcher Dave Farmer, both gentlemen joining us today, and they've got all the grills fired up. We are ready to go. Gentlemen, great to have you on. Long ashes, General. Long answers, General. Back at you. And uh, I understand, uh, Butcher Dave, that you have been ordering tomahawk chops by the, literally by the truckload full in preparation for summertime grilling maneuvers. Uh, Yes, General. I've already had a few on the grill, done some reverse searing, some smoking. I started early this year. Well, I always say, and by the way, none of your tomahawk rib chops are less than like two and a half inches. Because as we know, a half inch or an inch here and there can make a big difference. (laughs) Yes, it does. Always does. Especially if you're Italian, General. But uh, (laughs) 
Well, let's not let's not underestimate the Hebrew national, gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> We're not not for a minute, boss. <laughs> now, before we get into summer grilling boot camp maneuvers with Colonel Ange and Butcher Dave, former President Barack Obama was in Milan, Italy. Milano. In fact, Colonel Ange, isn't your family originally somewhere from Milano? Not even close, General. It's okay. all from the south. They're all the uh, paisanos from uh, Sicily and Calabria. Close enough. How's that? Close enough <laughs> yeah. for government work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Some on the boot and some not. There you go. Some on the higher end by the thigh high end of the boot. <laughs> that's right. More around the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barack Obama and his chef of former chef of many years, Sam Cass, we're speaking at the Global Food Innovation Summit in Milan a week ago, just over a week ago, about a week and a half ago. I couldn't get to this last week. And they were talking about the impact of food on climate change. Now, of course, as soon as I saw this, I said, I know where this is going. Now, we love our meat. We love our steaks. We love our dead quality animal products. And when I hear people, that's the latest thing, going after the fact that we need to all become vegans because cows are contributing to global warming. Why? Because they're eating grass, they're eating feed, and the impact of cows is that they produce methane, flatulence, which in turn causes man-made climate change or cow-made climate change. What a load of nonsense. The cows were here probably way longer than humans. But I want to pull, I want to play some key audio cuts from the conversation that Obama had with, it was a, it was a, a moderated uh, conversation with his former chef, Sam Cass, going back and forth. Let's take a listen. Let's fire up cut number one. People aren't as familiar with the impact of cows, right? <laughs> right? And methane. Uh, I mean, that, that's unless you're a farmer, and then you know uh, yeah. what, uh, what uh, takes place there. So, so some of it is just lack of knowledge in the general public. Now, keep in mind, it took a long time to educate people yeah. around climate change, and we still have a lot of work to do. So because we are not farmers, we do not understand the impact of cow flatulence and methane on supposedly man-made global warming. And I always get a kick out of these simplistic solutions that the Hollywood types and these, these uh, supposed climate change experts come up with. Let's say everybody goes vegan. Nobody eats any form of animal, quality dead animal product. Well, that means we are going to have to harvest more crops. And when you harvest the crops, you're going to use carbon. There's going to be fuel for the tractors, for the harvesters. So that is going to have an impact. So they're so simplistic. And did Obama take commercial when he went from Boston after receiving an award at the, uh, the, the Kennedy Institute or Kennedy Center, whatever it was, the John F. Kennedy Courage Award. Courage for what? But did he take commercial? I wonder. No, I will guarantee you he took private. And I always get a kick out of all of these environmentalist and climate change clowns, Al Gore, who says, the earth has, has got the flu. We need to stop making man-made carbon emissions, but yet lives in a 20,000-square-foot house and takes private jets all over the place, consuming more energy than probably 500 houses will in a year, 
Leonardo DiCaprio, Mr. I've never graduated from high school, but I'm an expert. I'm a scientific expert on climate change in front of the UN who takes corporate jets, private jets all over the place just for he and one other person. He could easily go coach if he's so concerned about climate change. And now we have Obama saying the same thing. So now we all should become vegans. I continue on from his conversation with his chef, Sam Cass, at the Global Food Innovation Summit in Milan a week and a half ago. Next, Because food is so close to us and is part of our families and it's part of what we do every single day, Yeah. Uh, I, people, I think, are more resistant to the idea of government or bureaucrats telling us how to eat, what to eat, how to grow, etc. Right. So some of it is, I think, yeah. that resistance. You are damn right. I do not want government. I do not want unelected bureaucrats, pencil pushers, clipboard totaling, toting, toting uh, uh, bureaucrats telling us how to eat, what to eat, what to plant. You're damn right. We are sick of government intervention and sick of the bureaucrats. I am looking. I have a I have a copy of the Constitution here. I'm trying to see where, what pair, what section, what articles talks about government and bureaucrats telling us how to eat, what to uh, eat, and how to grow. Hmm, I can't find that. Isn't that interesting? It doesn't exist. We are fed up with government and bureaucrats, and Obama was one of them and is one of them. Under eight years of Obama rule, he injected bureaucrats into every nook and cranny of our lives, and we are sick of it. Now, President Obama, as you will hear, ate plenty of steaks, has cooked his, his chef cooked plenty of steaks, and you'll see he is not a vegetarian. You and I love a steak. I've cooked you thousands of steaks, probably. Well, don't, I don't know about thousands. Well, hundreds, but... maybe. I've been cooking for you for 10 years. Hundreds of I mean, steaks. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to count. I don't think there are thousands, but... It's been a but, long time. What is true is I am not a vegetarian. Yes. I respect vegetarians, but I'm not one, yeah. of, I, I'm not one of them. Yeah, neither am I. Right. They're both not vegetarians. They're still eating meat, hundreds or thousands of steaks. Yet, we all should consume less. We all should try to become vegans. Oh, so it's okay not, not for them to be vegetarians. But then he spews this nonsense saying, well, we have to watch about for the cows and the methane and all the flatulence. We need to do something about it. And, and, and people are resistant to change. He's resistant to change. I don't see him becoming a vegan or a vegetarian anytime soon. And I almost feel sorry for Obama because he has never had the thrill over the last 10 years to actually cook or grill a steak himself. He had his chef do it. That is the definite trait of a beta. Alphas love to be over a hot grill have the smoke coming from one of their smokers engulfing them. We love to smell that meat as it sizzles. He's got a chef do it for him. That reeks of betaness. Last bite. So what does President Obama suggest that we do to combat climate change as a result of cows and methane and cow flatulence? Here's what he has to say. That doesn't mean that we can't teach you know, you and me to have a smaller steak right. uh, for our own health. It doesn't mean that we can't make progress 
in educating uh, the advanced world about uh, the need to reduce, uh, just for uh, dietary reasons, uh, the, uh, the amount of meat that we can consume at, at, at any given meal, particularly if it's wasted. I see. So we need to be taught to have a smaller steak. Remember the Coca-Cola commercial? I can see it now. I'd like to teach the world to eat a much smaller steak. Not going to happen. But what I find amazing is, after Obama was elected, when he was president-elect, a documentary was made about Air Force One. And they followed him going up the stairs and on Air Force One for the very first time. And he's, he's, he's greeted by the captain of Air Force One. And then he is greeted by the chief purser. And they have lunch. And he says, uh, sir, what would you like for lunch? And he says, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, you got a burger? You know I do, sir. Great. Uh, and he says, yep, I, I, I want that, but uh, no, no cheese on that. And uh, I'll do some vegetables with that. And he says, okay, no fries, right, sir? He goes, oh, no, no, I didn't say that. No, no, plenty of fries. And then, of course, he asks for Grey Poupon mustard. Because he said, do you want uh, mustard? He says, uh, Dijon or yellow? Well, I'll take the Dijon. So he has no problem eating a burger and chowing down on fries, yet we should eat smaller steaks. We should become vegans. And the hypocrisy is just so palpable that I am fed up with it, you are fed up with it, and he's got this just arrogance about him that, oh, I know better. I know everything that you should eat and you shouldn't eat. Just like Michelle Obama wagging her finger at school kids saying, I'm going to tell you what you're going to eat. No more of those tater tots. No more of those burgers or pizza. We're going to serve you a cardboard piece of chicken that's going to be thrown in the garbage because it tastes so bad. Now, today, we are going to celebrate meat. We are celebrating summer grilling boot camp maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. Get your grills fired up. Break out your steaks. Break out your burgers. Break out your ribs. Break out your pork, break out your fish. We're going to throw it on the grill, and we are going to consume those products the hell with the carbon emissions and the global warming. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor.
Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. We are all fellow cigar connoisseurs, and one of the exciting things about enjoying cigars is getting new cigars and trying new cigars, as well as some great oldie-goodie-type cigars. So you need to become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, where you will get three fantastic cigars each and every month. For May 2017, I am pleased to feature the Avo Classic. We remember longtime friend, industry icon, musical industry legend, Avo Uvesian, who passed away in March, by featuring the Avo Classic. That was his original cigar blend 25 years ago, a great collaboration between cigar master Hanky Kellner and Avo. It is smooth, it's creamy, a little bit of spiciness, balanced great any time of day or night. If you're not a member of the Officers Club and want to get cigars like the great Avo Classic, then go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join the Officers Club today. $22.95, and you will get these great cigars. Hamburgers, hot dogs, ribs, fish, and giant tomahawk steaks. We're covering it all with Summer Grilling Boot Camp on the Cigar Dave Show. You can stop drooling now. It's it's not becoming. The Reverend Horton Heat eats steak. Not only do I love to eat steak, I love to cook steak. I love to talk about steak. The only thing I have a problem with the Reverend Horton Heat, he said throw a couple of ribeyes on the grill. No, a couple of dozen ribeyes on the grill, and you can have steak or meat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Reminds me of when, remember the Beef Council? They used to have that commercial. There it is. Beef, it's what's for dinner and lunch and breakfast. It's quick. It's easy. Oh, I am I It's beef. Hey, Bobby, pull up a chair. It's what's for dinner. And I'll tell you one thing. I guarantee you that Colonel Ange and Butcher Dave who rejoin us for summer grilling boot camp maneuvers, have no problem with meat, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, mid-morning snack, any time, really. General, in fact, what I do out of respect for the vegans of the world, after I finish my tomahawk, I go in the backyard and I pet a plant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure, yes, all the vegans will be very happy. There you go. You know, isn't it amazing that... Obama loves steak, loves his hamburgers, yet loves wagging the finger and saying, well, everybody needs to just uh, smaller portions, and we've got to reduce the global emissions of methane, and which causes climate change. I love it. They always sit there and say, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, like uh, sneaking a cigarette in the backyard, but then appointing people to try and uh, make uh, premium cigars uh tax to the bejesus yeah it's it's a well and, and and try to be regulated out of business you're exactly yeah. right it, and and yeah. and again in 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 when he talks about the regulators and the bureaucrats that 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 people don't want to hear about that he's right we don't want to have bureaucrats and and government involved in telling us what to eat what to uh, how to eat what to 
consume, what to drink, what to smoke. We're tired of it. People are tired. This country was not founded by teetotalers. It was founded by people that revered freedom and the right for individuals to make that decision. And this country has been on a, a downward spiral with these bureaucrats that uh, think they know what's best for everyone. Now, one of the things we do know what's best for everyone is how to properly take care of your grills. And before we even get to talking about what to cook on there, the types of grills, Colonel Ange, many people have had their grill covered up for the last four or five months. They've had it covered up. There's been snow. There's been rain. It's been damp. It's been cold. What is the proper way to get your grill or your smokers back into grilling shape for the summer? First off, General, I say they made a big mistake. Why aren't you grilling all year round like the three of us? But if that's the case, if you're one of those people that keep it stowed away for the wintertime, you really got to give the grill a bath. Really important. And it's even more important if you have a gas grill because those can be funny uh, animals if they're not cleaned properly. So let me start with a gas grill. You got to take the gas grill, and the first way I would do it, General, is I would take heavy-duty aluminum foil, cover the grates, I mean, really tight. Put it right over the top of the grates. Fire that grill up as hot as you can get it. Let it go for about 30 minutes. Lift that lid. When you can take the aluminum foil off, do that, and clean those grates with a uh, steel brush. Now, you know, you can get those anywhere. Don't buy the $5 ones at the, uh, at the home store. Get yourself a decent one. Clean the grates. Let that all fall through. That's step number one, General. Next you don't step, want to take the grates off? Uh, first, you, you keep the grates on, put the aluminum foil, because what's going to happen is, General, if you, if you do it in reverse, if you start with the inside of the grill and then clean, your grates are going to dump more debris down on the inside of the grill. So okay. tr trust me, start with that. That's number one. All right, so here's what we'll do. Number one is you want to give the grill a nice bath. Take tin foil, cover yes. the grates. Turn it as high as you can. Cover it yep. for what? About a half an hour, an hour? Half an hour. Let it run for about 30 minutes. Not more than that. 30 is enough to get those uh, grates as hot as they can so you can really get at that uh, burned-on food that's been there. Gotcha. Then get a nice great brush, one of those like steel wool type brushes, a real heavy-duty one. Scrape yep. it. Let all the food, the crust, just fall to the bottom. Exactly right. And then we'll move on to the next step. All right. So step one we know about. When we come back, we'll go through the other steps. As we talk summer grilling, boot camp maneuvers, Colonel Ange, Butcher Day from the Western New York Theater of Operations, the National Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony comes your way next. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
Wow, he's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, a uh, big announcement was made in the world of cigars earlier this week, and that is a collaboration between Altadas USA and Boutique Blends, whereby Altadas will distribute the Boutique Blends cigars. And Rafael Nodal, longtime friend, of the show will be joining Altadas. So we will get to that a little bit later on in the show. And well, thinking about it, I said, you know, I think I've got a couple of the Romeo by Romeo y Julieta aging room cigars still left. They were launched back in mid 2015, only 250,000 cigars, three sizes. And it was a collaboration between Altadas and between Rafael Nodal of Aging Room Boutique Blends and Hochi Blanco at Tabacalera La Palma in the Dominican Republic. A Dominican puro that uses wrapper filler binder from the Sabao Valley in the Dominican Republic. Three sizes, 250,000 cigars, very nice presentation. Came in three different sizes, the Copla 5x48 Robusto. It came in a 6x54 Torpedo as well as a 6x52 Toro. And I was given a box of the Toros, or correction, Toro Extra, 6x54. So I went to pull it out last week, and I looked, and I had two cigars left out of the box. So by now, they're aging, oh, they're probably a good two years. Had one on the middle of last week, and I'm going to have one today. 11 and a half to $12.5 suggested retail. Beautiful-looking cigar. Nice Colorado-colored wrapper. Wonderful aroma. Wonderful feel in the hand. Mm, could eat this cigar. Beautiful presentation. Gold band, uh, gold Romeo, and then the dark brown aging room and a very unique parchment paper towards the underneath just underneath the band and the secondary band very elegant presentation these are gone they are gone 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 this is the last Romeo y Julieta aging room small batch F25 that I have so I'm going to savor every single puff as I enjoy that today for libation or for litation 
cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, somewhere in here, yep, here it is. I've got my self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine, which will do a magnificent job on this Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Small Batch F as in Foxtrot 2.5. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, I'm going old school today. The Romeo y Julieta, a brand with incredible history. I'm going to go the old school, very elegant way to light a cigar, and that is with cedar cigar matches. I've got uh, this one that is, let me get the exact, I think this is probably about three and a half inches in length. Wait, let me take a look here. This is three and three quarter inches in length, 3.75 inches in length, and that is good because you want a couple of seconds for the sulfur from the litation of the match to dissolve. And you want to hang the match at about a 45 degree angle and you got plenty of cedar to keep the flame going and properly light your cigar with any rushing whatsoever. That's what I will use today. Cigar, cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. Let me take just a little bit more. Not so perfect. There we go. Now I got it the way I want it. And I will take this Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room Small Batch F25. And I've got my nice, long, cedar 3.75-inch cigar match. I will strike the match. Oh, beautiful. And again, first few seconds, the sulfur burns off. I'm holding the match at a 45-degree downward angle. And I am gently toasting the foot of that cigar, taking my time. If I need to use another match, I will. Oh, smell the aroma of that cedar. I mean, puff and rotate. A little bit different than using mm, a mm, butane litation device. But old school, elegant. I got a new warrior. I still got about another inch and a half to go here. Hmm. Hmm. Alright, I gotta go picture this. This looks like a, a hockey stick almost. I wanna I'm gonna take a picture of this real quick here so we can send this out to show you exactly what this this match looked like. Oops, I just destroyed the match. So much for that. Well, it was a good theory that I was gonna take the picture, but the match very, very delicate. It is gone. However, hmm. Fragar. Properly lit, beautiful job. And now I need something to be a proper accoutrement. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. I have just pulled out a bottle of Remy Martin VSOP Cognac. Very special old pale. It is a variety of brandy named after the town of Cognac, France. It must be grown in the cognac region to be able to call, to be able to be called officially cognac. The grapes that are used is a white grape, Uniblanc is what they use. They also use some Faux Blanche and Colombard. Up to ten percent of the grapes can be some other varietal. Once distillation is complete, it must be aged in Lemousin oak casks for at least two years. 
before it can be sold to the public. The cognac interacts with the oak barrel, with the air, similar to bourbon, similar to scotch, and adds a very unique flavor complexion to it. Now, there are different grades of cognac. You have VS, which is three stars, very special. A blend in which the youngest brandy has been stored at least two years in the cask. There is what I have just pulled out from Remy Martin, their VSOP, very superior, old pale. A blend in which the youngest brandy is stored at least four years in the cask. Then you go to XO, Extra Old or Napoleon, where the youngest brandy, uh, brandy is stored for at least six years. Now, next year, in order for a cognac to be called XO, as of April 2018, the youngest brandy used in an XO blend is increasing to 10 years. And then you get Paul d'Age, or d'Age, which is beyond age, which is beyond 10 years. And by the way, when you talk about XO, that's where you start getting into the big price ranges. But this Remy Martin Cognac, very, very nice. It is probably, it's very fruity, very smooth. It's not gonna be overly powerful. So let me do this. Let me open up the bottle here. It comes in a nice black bottle and reasonably priced. It's in the $50, $55 category. You get into the XOs, you're talking $1,500, $2,000, $2,500. I'm going to pour just a little bit here. Let me swirl this around. It has a beautiful, deep brown caramel color to it. Almost looks like a very, very aged bourbon. Now on the nose, let me see what I'm picking up here. Some vanilla, some apricot, almost like a mapley apple type of aroma. Let me say cheers. Take a sip. Mm. Oh. Mm. Enjoying this in my cognac snifter, getting the wonderful aroma. Nice harmony, very fruity, a little bit of bit of a warm, warm licorice almost going down. Take another sip here. Mmm. Delicious. Very nice. Very pleasant. Perfect accompaniment to my Romeo e Giulietta aging room, F25, which is medium, medium full. Mmm. Take a puff here. Outstanding, and let me go back up to Colonel Ange, Butcher Dave, in the Western New York Theater of Operations <coughs> in the Pooch Pit as we continue summer grilling boot camp maneuvers. Gentlemen, what cigars are you enjoying today? Butcher Dave, go ahead. Oh, I've got a nice diamond crown, something I enjoy every day, and a nice gin Bloody Mary, uh, uh, courtesy of Colonel Ange. That gin, by the way, I hope it's one of the Bombay Sapphire bottles from Canada that have double the alcohol volume than stated on the bottle. Yeah, I had to strap two of them to my back, General, and swim across the Niagara River to get them here, but I got them. You know what? That's that's nothing. Mick DeBritt is swimming across the Atlantic right now to steal those from you. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got a whole different set of drive than I do. <laughs> <laughs> the man needs his fuel. What can I tell you? And what yes, cigar are you enjoying uh, today, Colonel Ange? Uh, the, uh, the Everyday Morning Cigar General, La Gloria Cabana, Serie R, number five, Maduro. Ah, and you know what? There's Mick the Brit calling right now. He has <laughs> arrived. <laughs> he has arrived. 
<laughs> on the Niagara River. He is swimming towards the pooch pit. He is ready comes, for you. Here comes my gin. It's coming in right now as we speak. <laughs> All right. Outstanding. And I do want to remind people that the May 2017 Officers Club selection is the AVO Classic. We are paying tribute to a legend, one of the great friends, one of the great legends in the world of cigars and in music, Avo Uvesian, passed away March 24th at uh, the age of 91. So we are commemorating his life, celebrating his life with the Avo Classic, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Dominican filler binder, just a nice medium approachable cigar, very creamy, very smooth. And uh, you will see on the Officers Club insert, if you are a member of the Officers Club, we pay a very nice tribute to Avo uh, with his uh, name, his date of uh, birth, his date of his passing. Just a great friend to all, and we are certainly going to miss him. Colonel Ange, uh, Butcher Dave, you met him at the Alpha Pleasure Fest uh, just about a year and a half ago uh, down here in the Cigar City of Tampa when we had it at the Hard Rock, and he is uh, he was a gem, no question about it. Uh, what a wonderful gentleman. Uh, always happy to talk to you. Yeah, great guy. In fact, we spent some time with him at the uh, convention uh, a couple of years ago or three years ago down in uh, New Orleans, and uh, welcoming man just... He, he invites you to sit down next to him on the couch, smoke a cigar, and talk about what you what you want to talk about. What a great guy. He really was, and we definitely miss him. And, in fact, uh, I'm going to smoke the new uh, Avo Ritmo uh, actually on Monday over at uh, Davidoff HQ, not uh, far from the Cigar City. And uh, I can tell you that we'll be raising a cigar and having a toast to Avo's memory. And I'll tell you, the one thing about Avo, even two, three months before his passing, he was still vigorous, passionate about creating new blends, handed me a new cigar. I think it was the Ritmo. He wouldn't tell me, but I think it was the Ritmo. said, I'm telling you, you're going to love this cigar. Just had a tremendous passion, and we were all going to miss that. But his memory lives on in perpetuity. Now, Colonel Ange, let's get back to summer grilling boot camp maneuvers. We started off talking about what to do, how to properly get your grill in shape after a long, cold, damp, snowy winter. And the first thing you said is, you need to put some step one for a gas grill, put foil on the grates, fire up the grill on high, keep it closed for about 30 minutes, and then a nice brush, grill brush, get rid of all the char, all the remnants that are on the grates. What is step two? Well, you know what, General? I, there, there actually is a step before that that Butcher Day pointed out to me. Depending on where you live, when you lift the lid the first time after you take the cover off, you may have to evict the family of squirrels that's been there for the wintertime. <laughs> Get them out of there first because I've had squirrel and it doesn't taste good. Get them out, then move on to the aluminum foil part. And then after that, what you want to do is clean. Now the debris falling through, you want to clean whatever heating element they have in there, whether it's uh, Weber has the flavorizing bars or whatever, whatever uh, conductor of heat. Get those cleaned off. You can use the same brush. Part of this that people forget is there's the tubes where the gas comes through. They have very small openings, and there can be debris and rust that builds on those uh, gas feed tubes. Go to one of your home stores and buy a small uh, steel brush. And when I say small, one of those that does uh, maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe two inches in length and maybe an inch in diameter. And what you want to do is brush back and forth across the same lines as the gas 
comes out. In other words, if they're if they're going up and down, brush that way. Don't brush across. You don't want to bend those or move the uh, gas openings. You want to keep them so that they'll be uh, consistent. But take the brush and lightly get rid of the uh, any debris or any uh, uh, rust that's built up on there so that you have the right uh, amount of gas coming out because, of course, that, that affects how everything's going to cook. So get that out. Most of these grills do have some place where all this debris falls to the bottom. Uh, Weber has a, uh, a grease trap where it can fall through. Brush it all down, get it in the grease trap. And the uh, last step for the uh, gas grill, again, when I say last step, I, you still have to get your whatever you use to clean the outside, soap, water, whatever. But uh, get a putty knife when you're at that home store and scrape the sides down because there's a lot of carbon buildup that comes in on the sides. It really won't affect the cooking, but as that does get really hot and you cook and cook and cook with that, that can break up and, and become free inside the grill and it can affect the taste. So get your putty knife, get in there, scrape the sides down and clean it up and you're good to go with your gas grill. Well, one of the masters on the grill is Cigar Sister Lynn. A very big weekend. I need to extend long ash birthday greetings to my sister Lynn up in New York. This is a milestone birthday, so Lynn, a very happy birthday, and uh, look forward to seeing you. In fact, I'm going to get on Alpha Army 1 right afterward and head up to celebrate Lynn's birthday. So a very happy birthday to Cigar Sister. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Avo Classic. To honor our longtime friend Avo Uvesian, this cigar is the harmony of Avo and master blender Hanky Kilner. Their collaboration offers an unforgettable experience of balance, enjoyment, and refined taste using rare tobaccos that have been aged for 25 years. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand-new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, 
our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. The Pooch Pit is now open for the summer. Although it never closes at Colonel Ange's house, no matter how much snow Buffalo gets, it's Summer Grilling Boot Camp on The Cigar Dave Show. Real alphas could care less if there's snow, sleet, rain, hail, tornadoes, any other convective activity, earthquakes, makes no difference. That grill is going to be fired up regardless. And Colonel Ange, along with Butcher Dave, from the Pooch Pit, we continue summer grilling boot camp maneuvers. We left off Colonel Ange uh, talking, getting ready to talk about how to properly clean your charcoal grill. We now went through gas grills, charcoal grills. That gets a little messier, doesn't it? It's messier, but it's a lot easier, Dave. General, when you clean those, you, you want to clean the grates too. You can sit there and heat it up real high and do the same thing with the aluminum foil, but uh, usually those are very, very small, uh, thin grates on those grills. So if you get one of those uh, wound uh, stainless steel brushes, I know Weber, everybody makes them now. You can find them anywhere that gets right in between the two, uh, the grates. Clean that, take it off. The big thing with a charcoal grill is that putty knife and to scrape all the build buildup from the... Um, carbon that's built up on the side so scrape that down if it's got one of those uh, uh, traps on the bottom open it up clean it out uh, maybe a little wd-40 if it's one of those that opens and closes with a handle if not put it down turn it dump it make sure that uh that the um, uh, everything sits properly you know you always want to look at the seal uh, if you've got an older one and maybe the seal isn't as tight as it used to be and you use it for things like uh, making uh, roasting chicken or something where you got to close it, you can actually buy kits that will help you put a new seal around the bottom. But charcoal, as messy as it is to clean it's uh, or uh, to clean up after, it's really easy to prep for uh, grilling season. What about Colonel Ange putting foil, laying foil down every time you get ready to put the charcoal in the grill that way it makes it easier kind of keep it clean pretty much on a continuous basis you can do that you really can uh, you know what i found that i you know i do that when i use my smoker i use that like in the water pan uh but using it in the uh, the pit itself that aluminum foil will get to a point where some of it will, leave, will break down if it's a really hot like if you're using lump charcoal that can really get hot and now you've got aluminum foil that's already broken down a little bit. So if you try to do the old pull it all up together and pull it all out at once, it, it may just split. So I stopped doing that. I just found that it's uh, just as easy, maybe if you use it a lot, two or three times a year, get that putty knife, scrape it down. Because it's really not going to hurt it to have some of that carbon built up during the year. You just want to make sure that once or twice a year you, you clean it out. All right, outstanding. Well... 
Next hour, we will continue summer grilling boot camp maneuvers with Colonel Ange Butcher Dave. We'll get into the heart of grilling the types of grills, gas grill, charcoal grill, what to look for, smokers. Then we'll get into ways and techniques of cooking various products, meat products, fruit products. You can do everything. All you need is a grill, and you can have breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day without getting bored. And I know because Colonel Ange has proven it. So when we come back in the next hour, we will get into all of that. Then we'll all compare the ways we like to make steaks. Now, big event coming up in the Buffalo Theater of Operations, Saturday, August 12th. It is the Cigar Day Valfo Pleasure Fest on the water, presented by Gurkha Cigars. Those of you that attended the last two years, you got a special email in advance to get your tickets. Everyone else, June 1st, tickets open up. Mark the date down. Hour 2 is next. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the General Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. As the founding member of PETA, People Eating Tasty Animals, and now the founding member of the NAAGP, that is the National Association for the Advancement of Grilling Pleasure, it is a delight to be able to spend another hour talking summer grilling boot camp maneuvers with Colonel Ange and Butcher Dave from the Western New York Theater of Operations where finally, I understand, spring has sprung after several false starts. Now, here in the Cigar City of Tampa, where Command Center Alpha is located, it has been very hot, very humid. We grill year-round. We could care less. But today, in this hour, we will talk about the types of grills, the types of smokers, how to make your various grill products, compare cooking methods. We celebrate meat We celebrate dead animals. We celebrate the grill the way that true alphas love to cook. Welcome back, hour number two. As always, I remind you to uh, follow us on social media. Go to CigarDave.com, our upper right-hand corner. You will see all the various methods to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And I must say, I'm getting far better on posting simultaneously on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the same time. I'm really a Twitter man, a Twitter five-star, but... I'm now making sure that I post on all social media. So this way, if you like Facebook, you're covered. You like Twitter, you're covered. You like Instagram, you are covered. Now, as we go up to the Western New York Theater of Operations on Saturday, August 12th, we will be back up in Buffalo for the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water from Buffalo Riverworks, downtown Buffalo, across from the Cheerios factory, the General Mills factory. You can just sniff for the great aroma of 
Cheerios, and the great aroma of Gurkha cigars. As Gurkha cigars, our presenting sponsor this year, as, law, as well as Hamburg Brewing, we've got a special, special brew that we are working on with Hamburg Brewing and lots of other goodies. If you attended the past two years, you received an email uh, yesterday, the day before, letting you know of a special private link to buy advanced tickets. They will go quick, as they always do, and then whatever tickets are available will go out to the general public on June 1st. So just mark the date down. going to be a great, great Time. Now, before we get back to Colonel Ange and Butcher Dave, some sad news to report. One of the oldest cigar retailers in the nation, the Tinderbox in Santa Monica, California, People's Republic of California, on Wilshire Boulevard, closed last week. 90 years selling cigars and pipes to some of the big stars of Hollywood some big glamorous names, people that lived in Southern California in SoCal. The store opened in 1928, and sadly, 90 years later, it has closed. What is interesting is there is not a single employee when the store closed last Monday that worked there for fewer than 15 years. And that is sad. There's an icon. I've passed by the place. There's an iconic tinderbox neon sign that was taken down, actually going into the Museum of Neon Art because it is so iconic. And interestingly, in 1973, the original tinderbox in Santa Monica began leasing its name and selling its product as a franchise, spreading the tinderbox name over the country and around the world. And it was sold subs uh, numerous times, the, the franchise chain was. But the store's late founder, Edward Colpin Sr., who died in April 2007 at 96, smoked a pipe every single day until he passed away at the age of... Of 96. And I know there's some enemies of pleasure that will say, well, if he wasn't smoking that pipe every day, he would have lived until 97. Guaranteed. You know there's one of the enemies of pleasure that will come up with that cockamamie rationale. But sad. A big part of Southern California cigar history is now closed. And you think about the associations, the relationships, the camaraderie, the various types of people that come into a store like the Tinderbox in, in Santa Monica. It's sad to see that go. And I'm sure those of you that have your own favorite cigar retailer, cigar lounge, cigar spot, you make acquaintances. You make relationships. You may not be friendly outside the store, but you know each other. You share some great conversation, great debate. And sadly, that is gone from Santa Monica. So the Tinderbox, after 90 years of age, rest in peace, Tinderbox. You will be missed. Earlier in the show during Litation, I told you that there was a strategic alliance that was signed between Altatus USA and Boutique Blends. Altatus USA will begin distributing the Boutique Blends cigars and products. Boutique Blends owned by Rafael Nodal and Hank Bischoff, two great guys who have been on this show many, many times. And starting June 5th, all orders for Boutique Blends products, the Aging Room, the Swag, any of their other Oliveros, will be handled by Altatus USA. Boutique Blends, all their sales, their fulfillment, their back office operation, billing will all be taken over by Altatus. And I think this is a precursor of many other strategic alliances and mergers that we will see in the upcoming years between smaller boutique companies and the larger manufacturers. This is directly as a result of the FDA onerous regulation 
the reporting requirements, the filing requirements, extremely expensive. And the only way that many of these boutiques will be able to continue to prosper and survive is if they align themselves with another larger cigar distributor or a cigar manufacturer. Altadas, the largest premium cigar sales team and manufacturer in the world, certainly has great tobacco inventories. And Rafael Nodal will be joining Altadas in a new position, focusing primarily on product quality and innovation, strategic relations with trade customers and brick-and-mortar operations and other areas of the company. And Javier Estadas, the the uh, uh, general Manager, President of the Altadas USA Cigar Businesses, and, and Rafael Nodal have been friends for several years. So this is a very natural transition, and I wish them both well. And again, the cigar that I'm enjoying today, the Romeo by Romeo e Giulietta, Aging Room Small Batch F25, absolutely fantastic. Take a few parts here. Mm, going great with my Remy Martin VSOP. So... I think we're going to see many more of these type mergers without any questions. Now, let's bring back Colonel Ange Butcher Dave from the Pooch Pit Summer Grilling Boot Camp Maneuvers as we continue. Colonel Ange, there are different types of grills, of smokers. We talked there is gas, there is charcoal, various BTUs, various smokers. Let's talk about what is best to buy for what particular cooking endeavor. Well, General, that's easy. It's what do you cook outdoors and how often do you do it? If you're all about time and convenience, then you want a gas grill, whether it be propane or a natural gas that you can hook up right to uh, your home. But you want to just do something real quick and get it done and bring it in to eat and you don't do it a lot, I would say buy yourself a gas grill. I mean, you can get an entry-level grill from Charbroil for... Probably less than two hundred dollars. Oh, and less than that. I've seen them and advertise, especially in the next couple of weeks, Memorial Day weekend. You'll see them advertise Colonel Ange from about eighty, ninety bucks to about one hundred twenty-five on the low range. And you know what? They do the trick. They do. And you know, I'm not a grill snob. I really am not. I just think if somebody, you know, if if this works for you, then get it. And if if what you're going to do is once a week during the summertime, you're going to go out and throw some burgers on and a couple of a couple uh, of Salem's hot dogs. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Why <laughs> you know why invest? You don't need to spend sixteen hundred dollars on a Viking or a Napoleon six burner grill. Just go ahead and do that and enjoy yourself. Uh, what about on, on a Viking or Napoleon 18-burner grill? What about that? Yeah, yeah. you know what, General? We'd like to get one of those in the backyard. The problem is I'm going to have to uh, do some land appropriation from my neighbors because the rest of the grills are taking up the space. But I'd Colonel love to Ange, have one. Colonel Ange, I have bought the property next door. And uh, <laughs> so, and actually, I didn't really have to pay that much. And the reason is eminent, eminent pooch pit domain. Yeah, yeah, they're probably happy to get away from the smoke. They got, they got smoked out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, General. We're moving it in. You're moving it. Get those grills in there, baby. Get the meat. Yeah. Get the grills. But you're, you're right. You don't have to go out and go crazy and spend. Wow. And I think it's how you prep your meat. You prep your chicken. Prep your fish. Uh, some other different techniques as well. So for ease, you can't go wrong with a gas grill. If you've got more time, you want to look charcoal. You certainly can't beat, but it is more time-consuming. You want to come home after a long day. You want to throw a couple of steaks on the grill or a couple of burgers. You can't beat the convenience of a gas grill, and they've gotten far better with a lot of the different briquettes and other flavor enhancers that are now uh, standard package with many of these gas grills. 
Well, in general, it, you know, too, you can get the aftermarket. You you yourself own one of the amazing mazes. You can actually take and buy uh, the uh, the pellets and put those on a hot spot away from where you're cooking your food on a gas grill, and you'll get the natural smoke flavor as it goes. If you're cooking something that's going to take a little bit longer. I mean, a hot dog, a hamburger... Uh, something like that, you're not really going to imbue a lot of smoke flavor in that. They cook quick and they're done. But, you know, if you want to do something that takes a little bit more time and you want to do like a reverse sear uh, of a big piece of meat, you can you can use the uh, wood chip boxes that they sell. There are so many accessories to take a gas grill and to give you a little bit more of that smoky flavor uh, that you long for from a, a charcoal grill. Well, you can Go always ahead, upgrade it too. Oh, you can always upgrade it too, like the Colonel Ange with some nice grill grates. I was just going to get and, into that, and that yep. just step step that uh, less expensive grill right up. And what the grill grates are is, if you look at them, uh, they're about eh, probably about three quarters of an inch high, and they allow the meat or the fish or whatever you're cooking to sit high, and the any fat or any juices are dripped down and it prevents flame outs but it allows the juice to then get reignited on the grill grate on the little in the little valleys and you really get some nice flavor the other thing that colonel ange recommended to me with the grill grates he said just take some of those wood chips spread them right on one or two of the grates close the cover make sure it's on low heat and you can add some nice smoke flavor to whatever you're cooking and it's very simple very easy and it works great you know, and you can also use uh, the pellets for that, General. And I'm still waiting for my commission check from uh, Grill Grates because I think we've got everybody in the uh, crew now has them. But, yeah, they're amazing. Uh, they clean easy. You know, General, because one of the accessories that you can buy is an infrared heat uh, sensor. You, you can see the difference from a grill grate and a regular grate once they get hot. They do get a lot harder. So... Here's what I would recommend to the lieutenants. If you have an older grill, and really it doesn't matter what model, they sell them in all sizes and they'll even custom make them for you if you need to. Look into grill grates. Uh, replace those. Uh, and most times it's about the same cost as going back to the original manufacturer and getting uh, grates for your grill. Uh, get those, put them on. It makes a heck of a difference. The only thing I would caution is be sure that you uh, experiment for a while because they do get hot, don't they, General? Yeah. Uh, they get very hot, but I will tell you that as the hotter they get, the better it is, especially for cooking a nice steak. And I'm going to tell you my recipe that I've discovered that gives me the greatest, better than restaurant quality Pittsburgh style steak. So we'll talk about a couple other accoutrements that you need, including a cast iron skillet on the grill. We'll get to that as well. Then we'll start talking about various types of food to put on your grill how to cook it, key temperatures, very important factoids that you need to really enjoy your summer grilling maneuvers. Summer grilling boot camp maneuvers continue. Colonel Ange, Butcher Dave in the Western New York Theater of Operations, your global alpha and your commanding five-star general from Command Center Alpha, the Cigar City. We will continue front and center. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. One of the highlights of the year is when I'm able to take the Cigar Dave show on the road. And I'm pleased to announce that the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in the Buffalo, New York Theater of Operations will occur Saturday, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Buffalo Riverworks, downtown Buffalo. We had a fantastic event last year. Off the charts, going to be bigger and better. We will have an alpha male feast. We will have incredible samplings of gourmet coffee from Goodrich Roasters in Buffalo. We'll also have Hamburg Brewing featuring five of their different craft brews. We'll have incredible spirits that we'll be sampling. You will get magnificent cigars, six magnificent Gurkha cigars, five new brands being launched. It is going to be a great day. Tickets will go on sale beginning early June. Mark it down for now. The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water presented by Gurkha Cigars Saturday, August 12th, Buffalo Riverworks, Buffalo, New York. Cigar Dave and Colonel Ange are proud card-carrying members of PETA. People eating tasty animals. And to eat them, you must prepare them properly. It's Summer Grilling Boot Camp on the Cigar Dave Show. Moo. Oink. Gobble, gobble. All very important sounds that we love from our quality animal products. Of course, we won't hear them once we put them on the grill because they'll be long gone. They will be at not room temperature, at grilling temperature or smoking temperature. And before we go into talking about specific types of foods and key temperatures and how to prepare your food, let us get into talking about smokers. We talked about gas grills, charcoal grills, but a smoker is a different type of product but still essential for the alpha that wants to thoroughly enjoy grilling maneuvers or smoking maneuvers in general two words for that and you know what they are it's low and slow and that's what you need a smoker for and while you can take almost any grilling device and turn it into a smoker the easiest way is to go out and buy one that's dedicated for that whether it's charcoal whether it's pellet whether it's electric stick burner Stick burner, right? A stick burner, right? You can you can get the offset stick burner on the uh, on on the old fashioned smokers, but that's going to be your low and slow. That's your uh, uh, pork shoulder. That's your ribs. 
that's your smoked chicken brisket. I mean, nice brisket, brisket for uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's what even you a eat. tomahawk chop. Yeah, sure. They're wonderful out of the smoker. And, and low and slow. What do we say? Two hundred and four degrees. Well, you know, uh, a good friend of ours, Brady from Brady's Backyard Barbecue, he keeps everything around 205 because of the uh, temp that water boils and you don't want to get the moisture out once it gets up over 212. So 205 will do it, and that works. It really works. But I'll tell you, there are a lot of a lot of proponents of the 240, 250 method, and that works too. It all depends on what the meat is, the quality of the meat, how soon you need it, and, you know, the way you like it. Uh, I mean, fall off the bone is not the way everybody likes a rib. But you want it over 200, under 200, that's a cold smoke, and that doesn't work well for meats. That's actually kind of scary with the bacteria you can get. You want it over 200, and you want it under 250. Okay, so 205 on the low side, and we say maybe, what, 225 on the high side? Yeah, uh, two fifty really is is, okay. is your yeah. high side. Yeah, and you know what, General, if you're having something like poultry, and you have the skin on it, you could actually take and, and bump it up a little bit. You can get it up to even three hundred degrees for uh, poultry, only because that'll help crisp the skin. There are other things you can do to make that work as well. You can salt it the night before. It's the way that uh, Butcher Dave and I would do it. But if you don't have the time, you don't put the salt on and let the uh, skin dry out. I would smoke uh, poultry with skin on a little bit higher than that. Say you're going to do chicken wings or uh, a full bird. Well, when smoking any form of meat, it is very important that you have some sort of liquid, some moisture within the smoker, whether it is apple cider vinegar. You can. What do you think about bourbon? I mean, basically anything you could put in there. I think you use, what, a combination of like apple cider and some vinegar? Yeah, you can. You know, it's you can do that. You can take and use wine. You can take wine and put uh, fresh herbs in it. You can put uh, thyme and uh, basil and put that in there. That'll impart a little flavor at all. You know, the more delicate the meat, the more flavor will be imparted by the liquid you have in the smoker, if that makes sense to everybody. If you are doing something like a brisket, it's really not going to make a lot of difference. But if you're going to do a uh, turkey breast in the smoker then go ahead and experiment with your liquid because that will impart more flavor just because of the uh, texture of the meat. Yeah, part, part of the enjoyment that I get out of smoking is, is experimenting with different flavors and woods and, you know, enhancing the flavor of the meat. Yeah, I've used the Jack Daniels barrel uh, wood in there. I've used, uh, i trying to think, uh, mesquite, which is a little bit pungent. Uh, very maple pungent. is good. Apple is very good. So you really, the key is you hit it right on the head, experiment. How long at, let's say, 205 or 250 would it take to do ribs or, or, or brisket? It depends on what you're cooking, brisket or ribs, and when you want them. I mean, you can do, uh, you know, ribs, the, the standard spare rib time is about five hours. So five hours at 240. If you're going down to 205, you better set your clock for about seven hours. You're going to need more time. Right, Butcher Dave? Uh, yep. Come out nice and tasty with a little bit of a snap and a pull. Yeah, if nope. you got more time, go ahead, 205, let it go for seven. All right. Sounds like a winner, low and slow. By the way, want to say a very special shout-out, big shout-out to fellow colleague and longtime friend Steve Dumick, the big dog of 620 WDE, back on the air this past Monday after being out uh, and he's public about uh, his cancer treatments great to hear him back in the saddle again nobody is better at sports monologues than the big dog Steve great that you are back 
And we wish you all the best. Speedy recovery, my friend. We'll continue Summer Grilling Boot Camp Maneuvers. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. We are all fellow cigar connoisseurs, and one of the exciting things about enjoying cigars is getting new cigars and trying new cigars, as well as some great oldie goodie type cigars. So you need to become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, where you will get three fantastic cigars each and every month. For May 2017, I am pleased to feature the Avo Classic. We remember longtime friend, industry icon, musical industry legend, Avo Uvesian, who passed away in March, by featuring the Avo Classic. That was his original cigar blend 25 years ago, a great collaboration between cigar master Hanky Kellner and Avo. It is smooth, it's creamy, a little bit of spiciness, balanced great any time of day or night. If you're not a member of the Officers Club and want to get cigars like the great Avo Classic, then go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join the Officers Club today. $22.95, and you will get these great cigars. Vegans, vegetarians, and tree huggers in general. Today, on the Cigar Dave Show, we're talking grilling. Meat. You don't like it? We're passing out tofu suppositories with a slingshot. <laughs> well, now that's a hell of a thing I didn't need to see. Ah, yes, leave it to voice telling it. Comes up with some very creative rejoin lighters for us. Speaking of vegans... The Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, which are neither physicians nor are they responsible, has filed suit against the Los Angeles and Poway Unified School Districts for what? For serving hot dogs in their cafeterias. That great American staple, especially summer. Hot dogs. Next, they're going to sue for apple pie being served in cafeterias. They're demanding that red and processed meat not be allowed in school-prepared meals. And, of course, they're making a big deal, and they want to continue. This is just the continuation of the nanny state. It does not end. No popcorn, no hot dog, you know, everything in moderation. I really, truly believe that. And I will tell you, I have eaten more steak, more red meat, probably in the last, oh, I would say, three months than I have easily in the last 20 years. And never felt better, feel great. And to me, it's not necessarily what you eat, it's just making sure you eat clean without all the preservatives, the additives, the sugars, the, the, the chemicals, all that other nonsense. Man was made to eat meat and eggs and other products, not all the chemically processed foods. And that's why we have relatives that uh, in our past that lived into their 90s that uh, ate that way every day because uh, nothing came out of a can. Nothing. 
cigar grandmother Ida lived till 98 and a half, and they used to have the eggs, and they used to eat the chicken fat, and they used to make all the stuff loaded with cholesterol and fat. Live till 98 and a half, sharp until the end. And I think you are right. And I think when we look at the stresses of sitting in traffic, of emails, and, and the busy lifestyles, it was very different back then. A uh, 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 cigar, uh, 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 my grandfather, Cigar Abe, my grandmother's Cigar Ida, their commute consisted of 16 seconds going from their house, walking through the door to the front of their wallpaper and paint store in the front. They had no commute. They didn't have the stress and pressures that we have today, and they both lived long, healthy lives. It's all of that, and it's what they ate, and it's how they ate it. If you remember those days, everybody sat at the table. Everybody took their time. Nobody ate something and ran out the door because they were late for something. You enjoyed your food. You relaxed. Uh, you, uh, you had some wine with dinner, and it, it aids in the digestion. It's much better for you on so many levels. Now, when we talk about meat products, I think one of the important things to bring up is how the cattle or the chickens are, what they are fed, how they are fed. And there's a big revival, not, well, not revival, but there really is a big movement now for the, what I call organic meat, but really it is the grass-fed meat, whereby the cattle are just fed grass instead of being injected with chemicals and hormones and antibiotics. And, and fed a grain feed. But there was a Wall Street Journal article not that long ago, Colonel Lange, I think I forwarded up to you, that talked about the key for grass-fed meat is that it has to be fed the proper way, it has to be processed the proper way, but there is a big movement towards grass-fed meat products. Yep, there is, and it, it does make a difference. I'm sure that you can attest to that. You've had both. In your opinion, can you taste the difference between grass-fed and one that's fed grain and in, or um, the uh, chemicals that make sure that the beef is fattier? Oh, absolutely. Now, people say, oh, yeah. grass-fed, I don't like it. It's a more pungent taste. No. If, if, if it is grass-fed and is properly processed, it's a much more flavorful, heartier type of meat. And you can see the difference, but not very many cattlemen know the proper way. What happens is many say, okay, grass-fed, and then for the last month, they feed them the regular, uh, the regular feed, and that's not the proper way to, to process grass-fed meat. And Butcher Dave, you would know on that, since that's really your special speciality, as we would say. But that is your area, and I'm sure that you see a difference, and you're seeing more grass-fed meat being made available, but I'm sure that you know the better ranches that they are coming from. Uh, yeah, you've got your, you know, your small family ranchers. Uh, they're becoming more uh, prevalent in the industry. Uh, they keep a better watch on their herds because there's not as many. You don't see 30,000 cattle in one, I want to say, pen. They are large pens. You know, they're humanely treated. They're humanely slaughtered. There's no stress in those animals. They're out, you know, out in nature. It just create, seems to create a better meat. It's not as tough. Very flavorful. All right. And we're also seeing that people want the antibiotic and the hormone-free because many farmers fatten up these cows and the chickens, and we're finding that it has a detrimental effect on not only, um, I think, on, on our hormones, but certainly on our overall health. Yeah. So, uh, it's definitely, you know, in their system, a lot of the antibiotic-free animals uh, 
basically they can receive antibiotics, but they're free of them in their system when they're slaughtered. Uh, then you have your never ever programs. And you know, honestly, that's the healthiest for the animal and for us. All right, so let's talk about some of the various food products that we can put on the grill or on the smoker. Certainly, I think the one thing we've got to start off with, you can't go wrong with a nice, thick, juicy steak. <laughs> uh, the tomahawk steak, you know, that's my favorite. You know, you want to go. It? Let's describe what a tomahawk chop, a tomahawk rib chop is for people that may not know. Well, I like to call it sometimes a steak with a handle. It's it comes from the rib, which you know people know as the prime rib, except they leave the entire uh, bone, full rib on the bone. It gets French down to just a ribeye steak on a no, oh, it's about a 12 to 15 inch bone. Uh, aesthetically, it's it's a beautiful piece of meat. Uh, you know, and uh, what comes off of it is like short, you know, boneless short ribs come off that rib. But uh, it's, a, it's a nice piece of meat, highly marbled, uh, my favorite. And to me, it's the cut. You got to have a nice two, two and a half inch thick cut. Oh, one of these little inch deals. Three to four pounds. That, that's what I look for. <laughs> okay. Now, and, and whether it's filet mignon, whether it is New York strip, whether it is a bone-in tomahawk chop, the key is proper marinating, allowing that the, and it's very basic. And Colonel Ange, I know you're a proponent of this. You basically like kosher salt and pepper. That's it. Yeah, general, that's it. What I like to do is put the kosher salt and pepper and then uh, put it in the refrigerator. If really, if you know you're going to have this steak on Tuesday, on Monday, buy the steak, hit it with the kosher salt and pepper on both sides, rub it in, put it on, in, on a tray that has like one of those uh, racks in it so that there's air that can get underneath it as well as on top, and put it in the fridge overnight. It, uh, I would do it a minimum of two hours if uh, you're really pressed for time. But what happens is the salt gets down into the meat and it draws the moisture. It goes up. You'll see the moisture on top of the steak. Look at it as you're doing it. Go in and peek in the fridge. You'll see that the top of the steak is wet after about an hour or so. And then an hour or so after that, it's dry again. The moisture is drawn back into the meat so that you can go ahead and hit it with high heat and it'll still be uh, succulent when you cook it. Now, I use pink Himalayan salt instead of kosher salt. I use pepper, black pepper, freshly ground black pepper, and I like some freshly ground onion powder that I like. just adds a little bit of a flavor complexion. There's no right or wrong. It's what you prefer. But one thing that's very important, after you've allowed the, the meat to season overnight, the key is you have to take it out of that refrigerator and allow that to get to room temperature. I like to do it about four or five hours because I want that muscle to be warm and ready to be properly cooked. Yeah, the FDA would give all of us uh, grief for uh, talking about that on the air because they don't want you to talk about leaving stuff out for four or five hours, but you're absolutely right. You know, there's a couple of ways to do it. There is a method where you can take a frozen steak and that'll help you if you sear a frozen steak, the inside will cook. I, General, I like it the way you do it. Bring everything to room temperature, get it that way. If nothing else, what it does is it gives you control over how long it's gonna cook you know now that it's at room temperature and you can see how it cooks when it cooks. Doing it any other way, bring it cold and then trying to find fi follow some formula doesn't work. In fact, here's my first piece of advice to everybody that's going to start cooking 
a uh, two and a half pound, three three pound tomahawk. <laughs> go out and buy yourself an instant read thermometer because it has nothing to do with the time. It has to do with the temperature of the meat. Fantastic, Colonel Ange. A big day today in our nation. We don't forget it here on the Cigar Dave Show. It is Armed Forces Day, the day in which we pay tribute to the men and women who serve in the United States Armed Forces. It is celebrated on the third Saturday in May. It is part of Armed Forces Week. So to all the men and women who serve currently in the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, Air Force, I extend you a long-ash, snappy, patriotic, and thankful salute. Next week on the Cigar Dave Show, our annual Memorial Day Observance Maneuver Show, a very special show. We pay tribute to Memorial Day the right way, remembering those men and women who are forever young on the battlefield and no longer with us. The May selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is honoring the life of Avo Uvesian with the Avo Classic. This cigar is smooth and creamy with notes of pepper. The Avo Classic is mild to medium in taste and crafted from an impressive blend of Dominican fillers and binders in a stunning Ecuadorian wrapper. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
Alphas eat meat, lots of it. To accommodate those needs, one must learn how to prepare it properly. Cigar Dave and Colonel Ange are conducting summer grilling boot camp maneuvers to help you this summer. There will be a test following this session. So get that giant hunk of meat ready and get ready to slap it on the grill. We've also got Butcher Dave as well. Now, I want to get both of you and query you as to your preferred method for cooking the steak. We're all going to compare. There's no right. There's no wrong. Butcher Dave, you first. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the tomahawk steak. I like to do what both you and Colonel Lange does with a little kosher salt, pepper. But with myself, I add a little bit of your fine coffee when I do my marinade. I like uh, that. Uh, it's something I've experimented with and really enjoy. That helps uh, when I take it out, bring it to room temperature. It helps when I put it on the grill. It helps caramelize the meat a little bit on the outside. You could also add a little brown sugar if you wanted, but I stay away from that. Uh, I take it, get my grill nice and hot. Uh, I like to sear it um, as far on the grill grates. You flip them over. Colonel Lange would attest to that. Put a little, put a little sear on it with the coffee, and then I move it off the heat, lower my grill to uh, a medium heat, and I cook with indirect heat. Close the cover. Let it go for about an hour. Uh, I get a nice medium rare to rare, and I'm ready to go. Okay. Uh, by the way, the Goodrich Coffee uh, from Clarence that created our coffee for the Pleasure Fest down here in the Cigar City, outstanding blend that we created. And I'm going to try that on one of my steaks, no question about it. And in fact, Goodrich Coffee going to be involved with the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the river Saturday, or on the water Saturday, August 12th, up in Buffalo again this year. All right, Colonel Ange, your preference well if i can't go over to butcher dave's house and eat his steak and i'm forced <laughs> to do it myself i'll start with what you heard before it'll be salt and pepper uh it'll be uh in the refrigerator you've got to let that spend that time and then what i do uh general is you i think you've heard about this method that i've done before is i take the grill grate and i reverse it because if you take that grill grate and flip it you have almost a griddle, but you still have uh, holes in the grate where the fat can grip down so that you don't have a flare-up. So what I'll do is I will take, and uh, if I'm using my charcoal grill, same thing, because I have the grill grates for the charcoal grill, I will build on the charcoal an indirect and a direct heat. If it's a gas grill, high heat on one, low heat or almost no heat on the other side. And I will sear the steak on the reversed side of the grill grate. Now you're getting the caramelization or the Maillard uh, effect where it caramelizes completely across so there's no strips on it. Uh, it's very similar to using a um, cast iron skillet which is the way the restaurants do it. It gives you a complete sear then flip it once, take it off, move it over to the other side and just like uh, Butcher Dave I'll close the lid, keep it on very low heat and then I'll use my instant read thermometer after a while to check the temperature and get it off uh, at around, right around 120. That's when I get it off because the temperature is going to rise, gets to about 125, and I'll have a medium rare steak. Well, I'm going to give you my method. I've tried your method, Colonel Ange, with the reverse grill grates, and I have gone through various trials and tribulations. And for what a, let's, for the example of, let's say, a New York strip or a one inch, one and a half inch ribeye. 
What I will do is my pink salt, my pepper I will rub in, some onion powder. I'm going to try the coffee overnight. Take it out. Leave it out about four or five hours. I want to get it to room temperature. I turn on my Viking grill super hot. I have a cast iron skillet on the right. I've got uh, the grill grates throughout the entire grill. Get it nice and hot. Oh, I probably keep it covered for about an hour. Then what I do is I put my New York strip for 45 seconds to a minute on one side. After 45 seconds to a minute, I then turn it 45 degrees to get the grill marks. The fat starts burning off as well. After another 45 seconds or a minute, I flip it over, do the same thing. It's now cooked for a total of three to four minutes. I then place either a tablespoon of olive oil or butter in my super, super hot cast iron skillet. By the way, I always keep the lid up. Don't keep the lid down. And then I put the steak on in the cast iron skillet for about uh, just a second on each side to get a little bit of that butter or that olive oil. And then I do one minute on each side. And then I flip it 30 seconds till I get it to medium rare. I get a nice char. I still have the grill marks. And I have found that that is a perfect way to get a nice juicy steak. It has worked for me. Everyone that has come over has said, General, that is the finest steak, most tastiest steak I've ever had. Screw going to Capitol Grill or Morton's for 65 bucks for a steak. Yours is far better. That is my method. There is no right. There is no wrong. All I say is have fun with it. Try it. Enjoy. And you know what, General? In fact, the way you do that is the classic uh, culinary method to make a steak. Uh, whether they do it on a uh, grill inside the kitchen or whether they do the entire process without the grill marks in the pan, it is in the uh, final stages of it to put it in with some butter and actually baste it with a little bit of that butter. If you had went to the uh, culinary, they would have told you that uh, that's the best way to put a steak out. It's a the great key way is, to do it. Yeah, and the key is you have to have that, that skillet an hour. That has to be super, super hot. And when you do it, it works great. The other thing I use the skillet for, all my vegetables. Last night, I made uh, freshly cut asparagus, put a pound in there. And I just keep turning it about every four or five minutes. You can put onions. You can put uh, peppers. You name it. It's just a great way. And so I find that the skillet, I really would, I'm going to get a second because you really need to have two going at all times. Now, let's talk about some other foods that you can make on the grill. Colonel Ange, wings, chicken wings on the <laughs> grill are far better than fried <laughs> wings. No doubt about it. Yeah, uh, General, it's the only way they're made here. And it can be, it's, the whole thing, you've got to remember it's still chicken and it needs about 15 to 20 minutes cooked from beginning to end if you're going to put raw wings on the grill. Okay, so... You need your indirect and direct heat because what you want to do is cook them on the indirect side first, okay, so that they start to cook through. Then you can move them over to the high heat. And you know I've been on the show several times with the way I like to do it. I like to take my wings and actually put them in the smoker beforehand. You put them, right? Right, Butcher Dave? Put them in the smoker. You hit them with some... I brine them the day... It's a labor of love. I I brine them... Uh, two days before, then I hit them with dry rub. I put them on that rack in the refrigerator so the dry rub gets into the skin so that the skin will crisp. Put them into the smoker. Let them smoke until they reach almost done. Then out of the smoker, immediately on high heat, you'll get your grill marks. You can hit them with wing sauce. You can teriyaki sauce. Whatever it is that you're into, right? There's, there's mesquite seasoning. Oh, you can. Okay, now we've got about just, just over a minute to go here. Let's talk yes, about the American classic, the burger and the hot dog. Best way to make a burger, Colonel Ange. Oh, you know what? Talk to the Burger King. 
Well, you know, it is, I, I believe it is Burger Month. Uh, the origin of the burger That's came right. from... That's right. It is National Burger Month. How could I forget? That's why we're yeah. going to do this show. Uh, right. the, the, supposedly in 1885 at the Hamburg Fairgrounds here in Hamburg, New York, the burger was created uh, by the Mencius family. Uh, basically, they ran out of pork for their patties. They got the local butchers to grind beef. They added some ingredients. And believe it or not, coffee. Served it on two slices of bread. Okay, so real quick, you got 10 seconds. How long for the burger? The burger bread. all depends on how thick. I like to make mine an inch thick. General, it's still no more than 10 minutes on the grill. Just don't go crazy into flipping them. Make them yourself at home, guys. Go grind your own oh. meat like Butcher Dave does. Okay, Colonel Lynch, what we're going to do is put the Big Ange Burger recipe, the greatest recipe ever for a burger that your father created, and that is going to be at CigarDave.com. Colonel Ange Puccio, Butcher Dave Farmer from the Western New York Theater of Operations, The Pooch Pit. Gentlemen, we will see you in August as we enjoyed summer grilling boot camp maneuvers. Cigar Dave, the general, say, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long, semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Go grill dead meat animal products right now. <laughs>